The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. So, <clears throat> I want to say a little more about kindness. Last week in the Mercury, there was an editorial by a professor, Thomas Plant, who teaches at Santa Clara and also at Stanford. And the title of the editorial was, Here's a Great Stress Remedy After Siege of Disasters. So he talks about, uh, at the time, the fires were going strong in uh, Marin County or Sonoma County. And uh, we just had the shooting in Las Vegas and flooding (coughs) in Texas and Puerto Rico. And the national political discourse, which can be so harsh and so unkind. And he suggests that an antidote to these stresses can be kindness and gentleness. And he says it's been shown that uh, reacting or responding with kindness is actually much more effective for us as individuals and for the society. So I thought of Ajahn Brahm's book, Kindfulness. Ajahn Brahm is uh, abbot of a (coughs) monastery in uh, Australia, and uh, a very funny man, <laughs> very nice. He loves to tell stories. He has two books out uh, full of stories. And he has this little booklet, Don't Just Be Mindful, Be Kindful. And he suggests that, that we need more than mindfulness. We need kindness or kindfulness and gentleness. So how do we practice kindfulness? How do we meet these stresses, these very um, harsh or unkind or unpleasant situations that I think have us all a bit on edge? They affect us all. That harshness goes in. And a lot of people are dealing with a lot of underlying anxiety and tension and unhappiness. And so how do we meet that with kindness rather than reacting with the same kind of harshness? One one way, very similar to the Tibetan practice of Tonglen, is when that harshness comes in, we transform it and breathe out the kindness. So it's a very um, uh, intentional, very mindful practice, practice. The harshness comes, we transform it and put out kindness. 
so often our reaction, our automatic reaction is to is to put out the same kind of harshness or anger or whatever back. But can we be mindful and actually transform that and send out a gentleness, a kindness? How can we be kind to ourselves, number one, because if we're not kind to ourselves, we're not going to be kind to others? How do we speak kindly to ourselves and to others? The Buddha talked a lot about our speech and suggested that it shouldn't just be truthful. It should be truthful, but not just truthful. It should also be kind, not harsh. And it should be helpful. So can we remember that? to be kind with our speech. Uh, an example for me is with my dog. I have a very loving dog who is very attached to me, <laughs> has almost no life apart from me, and follows me all over the house, you know, in the kitchen, in the bathroom, in the bedroom, upstairs, downstairs. And sometimes um, uh, it gets annoying. <laughs> And if I'm not careful, I can react in an annoyed way. And invariably when I do, I say to myself, you know, you could have done that more gently, which of course I could. There's a way to ask him to, <laughs> to move out of the way that's kind and gentle, and there's a way that's pretty harsh. So I try to be mindful, and when I feel that irritation, uh, remember, and react kindly. He's not doing it to annoy me, you know. He's doing it because he doesn't know what else to do with himself. <laughs> and I'm sure we have people like that in our lives, people that annoy us, that... Um, say things we wish they didn't say or behave in ways that, that we don't like very well? And can we practice mindfulness so that we can speak to them in a kinder, gentler manner? It does take mindfulness for sure and the intention. I think we have to have the intention to respond with kindness. But if we do, then it is possible, it is possible to respond kindly and not harshly. I think sometimes we think that being kind is being passive or not very strong. And I think it's actually just the opposite. It takes courage and it takes strength to respond with kindness rather than with the same aggression or harshness or anger that, that we were met with. And it probably is much more effective. You know, if we come back with an unkind, uh, harsh uh, reaction, that often just leads to more conflict. But if we come back with 
Sometimes just silence is the kindest thing. But if we come back in whatever we do or say in a kind way, that can stop what's going on and actually be much more effective. Ajahn Brahm talks in here a lot about letting be. Gil talks about letting be. Allowing things to be just as they are. And then from that perspective, we can respond in a more kindly way. If we're fighting with what's going on, if we're resisting, then it's pretty hard to be kind. But if we are allowing, letting things be as they are, Eckhart Tolle says, you fight with life, you lose. (laughs) And it's true, isn't it? Life is as it is. Can we practice accepting life on life's terms, not ours? And again, that doesn't mean uh, being passive or not doing anything or condoning uh, unskillful behavior. But when we accept things as they are, and we're not fighting, we're not resisting, then we can come back in a more gentle way. So, just a couple things that Ajahn Brahm says. Kindfulness enables you to embrace other beings as well as yourself, just as they and you are. Most people find this impossible because of their fault-finding mind. Probably most of us have been aware of a fault-finding mind. Just be with what is. This, too, is kindfulness. Stop trying to change things, and instead, let things be. That's a challenge, isn't it? Just to let things be. We think that we shouldn't just let things be, that we must be out there fighting. And it's true that there's a time to respond. There's a time to do our best in the face of things that are not skillful, that are not helpful. But can we do it in a way that is not creating more conflict, that is not creating enmity or opposition, but in a way that puts more kindness out into the world. So I leave you with that suggestion. Can we practice kindness as we go through our day, meeting whatever situation comes to us with as much kindness as we can muster? 
and catching ourselves perhaps when we react uh, harshly and changing it or next time responding with kindness. We have just two minutes. Does anybody want to respond? Gail? fault finding or whatever maybe um, defensive reaction arises in me mm-hmm. um, um, to to see that and accept it um, before res- before responding yes. that seems especially challenging but yes <laughs> <laughs> that's um that's got to be involved, right? That's right. Yeah. That's right, yes. I think accepting things as they are is a very difficult concept for us to understand and to hold. Um, I find it easiest to understand when I think of it as not fighting against, not resisting. Um, and remembering it doesn't mean condoning. Accepting doesn't mean condoning. It merely means not resisting, not fighting against. And as you were talking, I couldn't help but think of Thich Nhat Hanh, who would probably say something about, hold that (laughs) fault-finding with great tenderness and, and great love. It, too, is a part of you. Yeah, and, and the amazing thing is when we do that, when we hold with gentleness and kindness our fault-finding or our criticalness or our harshness or whatever it is, it's easier to transform. If we don't, if we're fighting with ourselves, then what tends to come out is, of course, much more aggressive and harsh. Yeah. That's a good point, Gail. Thank you. Thank you. So it is just noon. Let's stop and do our cleaning, and um, we can talk more at lunch if you want.